Good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. And this is the first episode in 2020. And I'm super excited that in the middle of these amazing 2020 energies, I get to interview um, a, a good friend, Tempe Malay. And she had been with me a couple of months ago. And actually, I'm getting some feedback. So, Tampa, if you can close your Facebook, let me close mine so we don't hear that while I do the introduction. That'd be great. Um, but anyways, I'm introducing a, a friend for the second time. Pamela is somebody who is not only a peer, a colleague who helps others on their journey to be aligned with the truth of who they are. But she is also a, a channel, a gifted being. She connects to the truth. She has access to that, as do I. So we're going to talk about what we know is our truth and what we know is happening, what we know is um, taking place for the whole of humanity to ideally assist you with some of this. But Kayla, thank you so much for being here with me again. Thank you. I am excited to be here and I'm grateful for the opportunity to have this conversation in public so that we can share all of these juicy things that we talk about in private <laughs> with, with more and more people so that they can understand, number one, they're not alone. Number two, that uh, things that are happening are really happening. It's not just their imagination. Yeah. And that there's support available for them if they want it. Absolutely. And, and those things are so crucial that we that we get this information out because that is one of the fun things when we begin to become, I know it is for me, when we begin to tap into truth, we want to share it, especially when you begin to realize how it transforms our lives. Right. So let's go ahead and start sharing some of the things that you know um, are happening. Actually, you're still getting the feedback. So if your Facebook is still open. No, nope, everything's closed on my end. All right. So then it must be on my end. Let me see if I can close whatever else I might have. Okay. Let's close that page and that should do it. All right, sweetie. There are, what are some of the truths that you know um, are happening for you are happening on this planet or happening in this universe? Well, the biggest thing that's going on right now is we have officially begun the evolution into 5D, which is the fifth dimension. And there's been a lot of talk about that for the last um, 10, 12 years. We were heading there, right? We're moving towards this thing. Um, we have officially begun that process. And um, for folks who don't understand what that is, third dimension uh, is our body, our physical body, right? Length times width times height. That's 3D. Uh, 4D adds in the concept of time. So 4D is where our thoughts and our emotions are because we can go either forwards or backwards in time with our thoughts and with our emotions. And then the fifth dimension is where spirit begins. So there's a whole lot of other dimensions above that, but um, the fifth dimension is where we are all striving to get to while we're also in the third and fourth dimension. And that can be kind of confusing for some folks. So what we're doing is we're not leaving behind our bodies. We're not leaving behind our thoughts and emotions, and we're not leaving behind the planet and all the beings on it. We're taking all of that with us 
as we're raising our vibration and we're moving into embodying, literally embodying our spirit into our physical body, into our thoughts, into our emotions, so that the whole planet is evolving into this higher vibration. And that's why there's so much friction right now is because there's a whole lot of uh, energy on the planet that doesn't want to go higher, <laughs> right? They want to stay down and heavy and, and um, um, ignorant and confused, right? Um, there's a lot of ego energy that's fighting right now to stay alive. Um, but we already know what the victory is. We already know that we get there eventually. It's just we are in this process right now that um, I believe uh, is what was talked about in the Bible when they talked about um, the evolution of the light against the darkness, the, the fight there, where we're moving into the light of the spirit of 5D, but we're having to make choices in our thoughts, in our emotions, in our actions, in our bodies to choose the higher vibration, to choose to give, to share, to love, to lift other people up, to not fall in line with uh, disrespect or degradation or dishonor or dishonesty, and, and to do those on purpose with all the choices that we make every single day. Because as we make those choices, we bring opportunities for us to continue making those choices, which then allows us to increase our vibration, which allows us to move higher in the vibrational spectrum. So that's my interpretation of what's going on right now. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's right in alignment with mine and the, the way that, you know, you brought the Bible. So let me use the Bible um, with another analogy that might help make things clearer. But we are right now witnessing the process of the crucifixion and the resurrection. Yeah. We are, the crucifixion was created by those dark forces, that egoic, self-centered, I want to be in control, um, egoic way of thinking, very selfish, very much about being, what am I going to gain, what are you going to lose? And inside of that, that crucifixion, it, it's a power play. So the, the Christ his resurrection was thinking that we're not just bodies, we're not just three-dimensional beings. We are not bound by time. We are these eternal, this eternal energy, this eternal consciousness. So we are having to make a choice between which side of the element we are we aligning with the thinking of, of the egoic mind? Of, um, it's all fear-based. Or are we aligning with the consciousness of our, our consciousness or our Buddha nature, our, you know, Allah nature? Are we aligning with the part of us that recognizes we are eternal and one? So we're literally in the middle of fighting two thought systems. And but the thing that is for me, so fun to help people understand is that the thought system um, that we're leaving behind, you know, it's fear-based because it doesn't understand the truth of our goodness, the truth of our goodness, the truth of our, our magnificence and our abundance. 
So everybody that's operating from fear is actually operating without knowing how amazing they are. Yeah. So these minds that are fighting the light are really, I think you might have used the word ignorant, are ignorant to the truth of what's possible for them. Right. So it, it's really a, a fascinating time to be on this on this planet and be experiencing what's taking place. Mm-hmm. So tell me, um, how are you helping people? Because to me, this entire journey of awakening is to retrain our, our mind to think a new way, to allow for new possibilities. Right. How do you help your client understand that? And what are you, how are they receiving that? Mm, that's a great question. Well, um, I do lots of different um, opportunities, methodologies um, that help people. I have private one-on-one coaching for folks who are learning how to reprogram their own thoughts and emotions, to learn mental and emotional discipline, um, to to move from a state uh, that they don't prefer to a state that they do prefer. Um, I also do a channelings. And in fact, um, the most recent channeling that I did was in the Living a Congruent Life class that we do every month that's channeled uh, by the High Council of Light. And uh, Mother Mary actually uh, came through and taught that class. And she talked about the Christ consciousness and why it's so important for us right now to embody our own Christ consciousness, because it is the light of our, the fullness of our identity at creation. And that once we came down, you know, uh, vibrationally down, right, through the dimensions into the third dimensional body, we forgot all of those higher things. Mm -hmm. We forgot who we were when we individuated from source. We forgot that we are part of source. And it's going to require us remembering that and moving into and taking responsibility and accountability for our part of being source. Uh, And making choices based on that with, again, being integrous, being in alignment with who we are, with being um, that Christ consciousness in our thoughts and emotions and our actions. You know, when we say that we want to take care of um, or that we uh, that we follow Christ and we were given the direction to go into the world, heal the sick, clothe the naked, feed the hungry. Right. But yet. We vote against healthcare for all. We vote against uh, um, social services that would help the widows and the orphans, right? We are doing actually anti-Christ behavior. And a lot of people don't understand that. And they're deluded by the, I'm, I'm going to call it the negativity that's on the planet that wants people to be deluded. Because the, the negative influences don't, don't want to go into the light. They don't want this evolution to take place, even though it's going to happen regardless. It's exactly. just, is it going to be a struggle to get there? Or are, are people just going to make the commitment to say, okay, I, I consider myself to a Christ consciousness person. Therefore, I'm going to make Christ consciousness decisions that include honoring the commitment that I have to the Christ energy, which is to feed the, uh, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, 
take care of the widows and orphans and so forth, heal the sick. And so it's interesting that those are all the issues that are up right now on the planet. Those, those are the issues that are being fought over intellectually, politically right now. But they're also the, the way that when we, when we change our minds, we get to see the paradigms change. And so that's what's happening. And a lot of my work is helping people understand there are different paradigms. Mm -hmm. And the paradigm that is ending right now is that is the Adam Adam and Eve paradigm. That was the patriarchy. That's where the one up, one down came, even though it was told that Adam and Eve were together as it was um, infiltrated. And I'm using that word on purpose on the planet as it was distributed among the people. It really was a one up, one down right? There was an above and below uh, as it was implemented. And so that paradigm is ending and we're moving into the paradigm of divine sacred partnership where everybody's equal. All the beings on the planet and the planet itself, we're all equal. We're all valid. We're all important. And so that's what my work does, whether it's one-on-one coaching, whether it's in um, the membership, monthly membership that I have, uh, your empowerment posse, it's all around helping people understand this and get themselves to the point where they can move forward with their own empowerment. Yeah. And, you know, everything that I do is, is like you, is to help people understand that there, we have access to information that is actually the truth of, of our beingness, yeah. that we have sacred proof embedded inside of us. That what we are is, is aligned already, is, is already one with all that is. And so much, well, probably all of this, not probably all of what we're experiencing, is we're beginning to realize that we are energetic beings first and foremost. And there's only one energy. And we actually share that energy. Right. And the, the truth of who we are, the Christ consciousness, the Buddha nature, whatever we want to call that, is at the core of each and every one of us. And it's the part that's waking up. And as you were saying, you know, we're remembering the truth of who we are because we have descended through lifetime into this forgetfulness of our truth. And what what have we made the truth that we're separate and we're like you said, you know, that that consciousness of, of um, patriarchy that and, and even if it was matriarchy, anytime somebody is above another, that's not okay. That is division, that is separation, that is going to lead to competition and, and win lose. So so much of what is happening. Like you're talking about that we're not feeding the hungry. We're, we're, we prefer what we've been taught. We should put money into war to defend ourselves mm-hmm. and not into healing ourselves, not into taking care of ourselves. Right. While at the same time, we, we teach terrible eating habits. We teach terrible um, communication skills or hopefully none. And we're taught sense of separation. Right. So we have, like you were saying, you know, you, you I think you call them nefarious forces. To me, it's just pure ignorance. 
of the, the, how much more joyful it would be if we were all working together. <laughs> yes. And, and we're having to train our minds to move out of that picking sides and choosing for the oneness because at the end of the day, what has become evidently clear for them is that when I'm feeding the hungry, when I'm, when I'm voting for Medicare for all or, or healthcare for all, mm-hmm. it comes right back to me. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for me as a collective. I am that hungry person. I am that hungry person. Right. We're that same entity, and that mind has to be trained into that remembering. Right. Um, what What are you seeing with the, the people that you're working with, the ones that are getting this? What are some of the changes that they experience in their lives? Because, and also you may want to share uh, what you've experienced in your life because the focus in the push. Right. To me, I teach. Because of the in my life, the transformation, the inner peace, the sense of oneness and connection, it's so much more joyful being me now, knowing I'm one with all that is. What are you observing in your life and in your clients' lives? Well, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is the awareness that we have the ability to change our experience. And that that completely changes people's lives because they understand they're no longer a victim. Life is not happening to them. They're not being punished. Um, it's just they are learning how to wield what I call their superpowers yeah. uh, on purpose. They're being able to understand who they are at soul level and how they can walk that into their everyday experience without having to deal with all of the fear and all of the trauma and drama, because we don't need that anymore. Um, all of those are old aspects of the, the patriarchy, right? And, and yes, you're right. The matriarchy also was a one up, one down. And the matriarchy is dead. The patriarchy is also dead. All that we're seeing right now is just the echoes of it. It's the habit of it. Exactly. Great. Yeah. And so what we're doing now is we're retraining ourselves and that it it shows up in every aspect. Mm -hmm. Someone will come to me and say, Hey, I'm having trouble with my relationships. And what they find when we're doing the work is it changes their relationships to others. It changes their relationships to themselves. It changes their relationship to money and career. It changes their ability to um, get all green lights on the way to work, um, to get a front door parking place to communicate with their angels or guides. Um, It's not a single response. It's not a single result because when we change who we are, we change everything about ourselves. And that's the thing that, that scares the daylights out of a lot of people is um, because I've had a few people who have called me and said, Hey, I want to work with you. And I, I explained this to them when I, when I talked to them, you know, your life is going to change. And they're like, Holy crap. I don't want my life to change. I don't want to, you know, and one of the questions I ask is, are you willing to do the work? And I, I have had people say, well, no, I just want to come to you and you do the work for me. And it's like, (laughs) that's not the way it happens. Nobody else can change your life for you. You have to do the mental work. You have to do the emotional work. You have to stand up for what is right over and over and over again and take actions towards those things in your real life. 
not during meditation. Meditation is a is not the healer. Okay. Meditation is not the transformer. Meditation is to get you connected to who you are so that then you go out into the world and make your choices and speak your truth and do your thing. Yeah, you said a couple of things. Let me jump back to what you said about the habit <laughs> because that's something that's really important to understand is when the mind is trained into habitual thinking, it, it generates a momentum. Yeah. It's like you start pedaling a bicycle and then you, you take your feet off the pedal. That bike is going to keep going. Mm -hmm. momentum. And yes, we are all, I mean, the majority, I should say, have recognized that the patriarchy is not sustainable. It's not, it's not working. Right. The momentum is still playing out. The laws that it created are still playing out. Right. The, the people who believe that that is accurate, that white supremacy or, or any form of bias or racism or separation that is true, that mind has that momentum. Right. The collective is not buying into it um, as, as, as a uh, major way. So we have to deal with the momentum of that. And we need to pedal the bike a new way. And eventually, the way of unity, the way of, of cooperation and compassion is momentum. Right. So we just get this party start. Right. The other thing that you just said that I really um, wanted to touch on. All of a sudden, I drew a blank. So I guess don't need to talk about that. Um, what was the very last thing you mentioned? Do you remember? Um, well, I channel a lot of what I'm saying. So <laughs> I remember. It'll come back. If it's supposed to be a broadcast, it, it will be. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the cool things that is, that is definitely happening is once we face the fear of, of doing this work, which is the amount of power that we get to really change our lives. Mm -hmm. Every single person that goes far enough down this process is going to realize that that power, that superpower that we're tapping into is a benevolent power that assists in the creation of something wonderful, not only for ourselves, but for the collective. Right. Because the the compassion that has been activated in me is unlike anything that I ever experienced before. When I was in my egoic, selfish way of being, right. where it was about me, what am I going to get? Where's my race? Where's my accolades? Where's yeah. you know? It was all about lining, right? And moving to this place of realizing our oneness is so, so about compassion and what is good for me and good for you. What is good for you becomes good for me. Mm -hmm. And what actually, I just remember what you were talking about, meditation. The old days of meditation, where we went to that quiet place to center ourselves to kind of get away from the noise in our head. Now there's an active participation of bringing that meditation out with us, being that meditative state. Yeah. Be that presence that the mind is quiet because you're not listening to the conflict. But rather we are operating from that, that peaceful place within. Yeah. 
It's just so much. And what's so amazing is in that quiet mind, there is so much access to creativity. You know, you were talking about channeling. You talk about in some of your groups, you're, you're channeling Mother Mary and or you're channeling, you said the High Council of Light. Speak to what happened to you when you're channeling because when you enter into that fire of faith, we all become champions. Right. Share from your perspective what you're talking about. Right. Well, the biggest thing that I've noticed is um, everyone is becoming an observer. What we're doing is we're creating the opportunity when we're channeling our own truth, our own self-expression, our own divine order, all our own power and wisdom. Um, we are in a state of awareness that allows us to be an observer of what is happening and being the observer then allows us to be neutral, right? We don't have an attachment to what's happening or not happening. We're getting to observe it and we're getting to see, Oh, I asked for this thing or this situation because it's aligned to who I am and it will bring more light into the world. And I'm doing it for a purpose that is of a higher vibration and the universe is bringing opportunities for that thing to exist and happen and be real. And we follow through with those and we're watching them as they're happening. And they appear to us like miracles because they're holy smokes. All of the, you know, I'm getting all of these calls. I'm getting all these connections. I asked for this one thing and I've had a hundred, you know, a hundred results. Holy smokes. It's because we've gotten out of our own way. We're no longer part of the problem. We become an observer of the solution. And I think that's the, that's the most profound thing that I've noticed with myself and my clients who are reporting back big successes is that they're not in, in mentally or emotionally involved in the minutia. It's all about stating what we want, being aligned and clear. I want to serve the light. I want to be a vessel of truth. I want to honor other people and myself, um, you know, whatever it is. And then allowing situations to show up in our experience so we can do those things. But that's the biggest point. We have to actually do those things mm -hmm. in the real world not mm -hmm. in meditation <laughs> in the real world when we're driving down the street and traffic is, is, is heavy and people are honking and it's all stressful. And you've been in the car for six hours driving from one place to another. You still have to be able to maintain your own integrity and your own alignment and not curse other people for driving too slow or for being in your way or all of those things that the lower vibration does. And that's why I say it takes mental and emotional discipline because those things are going to come up because they're habits. And you're going to have to say, I don't choose to be that person anymore. I don't want to respond like that anymore. How do I want to respond? You know what? I want to send them some love because they're also stuck in this mess. Same as me. And maybe they need a little extra love too. And when you start doing that on purpose, even something as simple as that, what you've done is you've changed you. 
you've you've offered yourself an opportunity for something that is completely different that creates new pathways in our brain mm-hmm. that gives us the ability then to access new things next time mm-hmm. and it becomes an ever evolving present moment because it's never going to be the same it's always going to be different and and the more choices we make that are aligned with what we want the more new choices become available to us because a lot of people go i want to be here and i want to go here and i want to go from step one to step 47 but i don't want to do the 46 steps in between and what i tell all of my clients is you're gonna do step two through 46 to get there you don't get the shortcut there's no shortcuts and that's part of the ignorance is people are ignorant of their own responsibilities you know one of the um one of the seven deadly sins is sloth you know i don't want to do the work (laughs) and the reason it's a deadly sin is because you can't get there without it exactly Exactly. And in the the amazing part about this process of assuming responsibility mm-hmm. is that it's really challenging. I know it was for me and it's for everyone that I've ever worked with, is that we have to come to the place of actually acknowledging that we created our own misery. Yeah. That in our lack of awareness of how to use our divine powers, we used our power to empower ourselves. Right. Let our mind, such a powerful tool, be conditioned by these forces that are not happy about us plugging from the matrix, us from plugging from this habitual uh, system that has us plugged into things that are actually not in our best interest. And you were talking about you find your power and you be different in traffic, but you also find your power when you're different at the office. You're no longer want to take a job just to pay the bills. You're not going to settle for um, a relationship that's mediocre. You're going to want to be full on participating in the government of the country, of our state, our city, of, of your community. There is a desire to become more responsible about what you actually are experiencing. And that is really scary to realize that we really have the ability to create the world that we are experiencing because that power of of creation is our birthright. But we've been abdicating Letting everybody else tell us, can you tell me how should I be? How should I show up? Who do I pay my bills? How much do I pay you? How many years do I, am I supposed to go to school? What classes should I take? What could it look like? How many vaccines should I take? You know, when, when can I retire? How much money can I get for this? So we have been settling for others telling us what to do. And now our, our mind is not trained for the level of awareness of the power that we have. So we have to go through steps one, two, three, four, five to begin to reclaim that power. And sometimes it starts with simple little things like saying to your partner, 
no, I don't want to go see that movie kind of movie anymore. Yep. No, I am not okay with um, you talking to me. Mm-hmm. So we have to begin to value who we are, begin to recognize that we have a voice and we matter. And that is very challenging because it's very hard to speak up because we don't know how it's going to be received by others. And the fear that we might get rejected if we become um, honest about how we feel is so ingrained um, in our mind to be afraid of rejection and, and being alone or, or so many crazy fears that, that uh, we've been trained to put up with things that are not in, in integrity with who we are yeah. out of out of fears that we have to face and begin to see they really don't have power over us except that accepting the fear made us feel powerless. Yeah, and you you just said a really powerful thing, and I, and I want to go back to that. And it is that we tolerate things that don't serve us, that demean us, that make us smaller or less. And w- the feeling that just rose up in me in that moment, and I'm feeling really emotional about this, is once you love yourself, you won't tolerate anything but the highest vibration for yourself. It's not possible. And that includes relationships, TV, music, movies, jobs, money, um, activities, food, right? All of those things. And, and, And it's important to know they don't all come in at once. You have to learn how to make new choices. You have to say, just like you said to your partner, I don't want to see that movie. I do that. I don't watch any war things anymore. I can't. Um, as an empath, I, I, my energetic system can't tolerate that. Um, and there are lots of uh, television shows that are a little bit more mean. I'm going to say mean um, than I can than I will tolerate. So my beloved and I have two different televisions and uh, 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 what do you call them DVRs? And he records his shows on his, and I record my shows on mine. And we have times where we watch our own shows, but it doesn't take away from our time together. And there's nothing, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing because I clearly am not going to watch those things, but it doesn't mean that he can't. That's his choice. He's a grown man. He gets to decide what he wants to engage with. And just because they're different, it also doesn't mean that I have to subjugate myself to something that I feel would lower my vibration, that would be detrimental, that would be upsetting or hurtful. No, doesn't happen. And once you come into that place of really loving yourself, you don't tolerate anything anymore that is that is not also loving you. Yeah. But we learn it, right? We learn it. We go in, we have these situations. I had a situation with a doctor, um, I think it was on Friday and I posted in, in um, my Facebook group, my experience, I did a quick video and it's like, I'm not tolerating this. You know, it's like this happened and I laughed about it. And it's like, you know, never seeing that doctor again. I love myself. 
that is not going to be in my experience any longer. And I really remembered five years ago, three years ago, I may have tolerated that. Not doing it anymore. Yes, because that, that, this is a journey of self-love. As you were saying, we are learning to love ourselves enough to not allow anything that is of a lower frequency in our consciousness. Right. And what are those things? Like you were saying, it's everything. It's everywhere. Yes. Changing our eating habits, what we drink, what we ingest, what we are willing to surround ourselves with, the even our clothing. Are we willing to to um, buy things that we know are coming from places where other beings are hurt? Right. This process of love begins to radiate out itself for humanity, for the planet, for all beings. For because again, it's that process of recognizing that we're one energy, and that one energy that you know you're part of. You, it, it, it's a you're breathing in the air that you put out. Um, so it, it is a very it, it's one system. Yeah. When we get that in our mind, oh my goodness, how everything begins to change. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about because there's a part of the thing, and again, it was from my experience, and I observed it both from others, which is. Um, when I see it in somebody else and know it's not just me. Right. <clears throat> but we start this journey and we want to go into the highs, to, to the, the esoteric, beautiful places. We want to live in La La Land. Yeah. The unicorns and we want the, you know, all of the beautiful, amazing things of manifestation. But this journey is not about going out there and staying there. It really is about putting our feet on the ground. Yeah. That action on the planet of being the embodiment of love. How do you help your clients? We all have to have those moments where we transcend the world and we feel that we are one with something beautiful and beautiful. But it is such a practical process. Awakening um, is acceptable to be the presence of love in action. Right. How do you help people make that, that um, descend from just wanting to be all high level? Right, right. No, that's a wonderful um, um, a point to bring up because um, it's interesting. Uh, after our most recent election, um, I did a channeling and Spirit said the reason that this happened is because the the enlightened beings have been sitting around singing Kumbaya instead of doing their work. And it's like, oops. <laughs> and so we do all want to get into that magic land of everything is perfect. But everything that is uh, being channeled, everything that is coming into the planet right now Everything that we know when we tap into our own heart is that we have to bring that uh, Shambhala, we have to bring that heaven onto the earth, which means, like you said, we go up, we touch it, we see it, we know it's available, we grab it and we bring it in. And when we do that, that means that we're bringing it into 
our choices into our words, into our thoughts, and into our actions. That's when we say, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to have a relationship where I feel like this anymore. I don't want to go to a doctor who treats me this way anymore. I don't want to uh, have sexual relations that um, leave me with these types of thoughts or emotions. Uh, I don't want to eat these foods where I have this response, right? But it's not just one choice. It's a hundred choices every single day. And we don't have to get them all right the first time because they'll keep coming back around to us because everything is a circle and a cycle so that next time we can make a different choice. And if we don't, it'll come back around again and it gets louder and louder. And sometimes if, if it's with our physical body, it can get more painful for us so that until we make a different choice. And what is interesting is the idea of being in that, that um, uh, magical unicorn place, right? That is an abdication of our personal accountability and responsibility. We are spiritually bypassing our work. And it's really important for people like you and I to speak that to people and tell them, look, I know it feels really good and juicy and wonderful to be in that space, but if you're not doing anything with it in the third dimension, in the world where your body is and where other people's bodies are, it's useless. It has no power. It's just a fantasy. And what we want to do is we want to bring that fantasy of possibility and probability and miracles into this world where our bodies are so that we have heaven on earth. And that's what we're called to do. But it takes people telling people <laughs> you're dreaming. You know, um, you can't you can't get there from here. It takes sometimes some tough love to explain to people. I know that's what you want. And so here's how you can get it. But it's going to require you doing the hard work, making the hard choices in the situations and the experiences in real time. And that's the biggest part. We got to do it when we're feeling pissed off. We got to do it when we'd rather, you know, say something really inappropriate. <laughs> rather we, you know, really like to punch this sucker in the nose. You know, we got to make a different choice. And, and say, and, and it's not a mental choice. It's a with everything that you are a knowing, I don't want to be this person anymore. I don't want to be the person who has this kind of shit showing up in her life anymore. And I'm willing to do what it takes to make my life different. And if you can't get to that point, then the experience that you're going to have is going to seem to be more difficult because you're going to keep getting opportunities to make a different choice until you make a different choice. And what happens is it comes around and comes around and comes around. And sometimes it, it, it comes around where it's painful mentally, emotionally, physically, because you haven't made a different choice yet. Yeah. <laughs> so make a different choice, go for what you want, choose love, choose self love, choose the higher vibration 
And the quicker you do that, the easier and more grace you're going to have moving through the process because the only one you're fighting is you. You're fighting your thoughts and your emotions and your patterns and your paradigms and your habits. And the sooner you stop, the less painful it's going to be. Yeah, and such a simple little uh, task that I use is just just recognize how do you feel when you're angry, when you're peaceful? How do you feel when you're judging, when you are accepting? The body doesn't lie. It gives you that instant uh, sensation. So every act of anger, every act of righteousness makes you feel contracted. Yeah. It feels good for an animal death, but then you're left with the discomfort. Yeah. Well, we have to learn to love ourselves enough to not put up with feeling bad. Yeah. We, we have to be that selfish, that unwilling to poison our own body with these low-frequency emotions, experiences. We, you know, we're supposed to heal them so we can heal those thought patterns. Right. But not the same side of that is spiritual consciousness or spiritual, you know, egoic, um, what I call our, our spiritual ego. Right. But something that, you, that I want to go back and uh, add two cents on, there are people in this planet <clears throat> whose work is meditate for the higher good of all. Yes. So there are some people being called, and we see a lot of this in, in Buddhism, but it is an active participation when when these monks sit down to meditate, they are tapping into the collective. So there is a time that is going to appear that you might not be an actor. Yeah. But there is a very deliberate part of the action entering into that that place where you're tapping in and you recognize that your thoughts are emanating a frequency. Because you can do that watching television. Mm-hmm. You can be watching the debates on television and you can be sending loving thoughts, uplifting every single candidate, wanting them to connect with their own higher self, right. wanting them to tap into their own compassionate self. And that is very much an active participation. But as you were saying, are you living it in your day-to-day life? Are you are you actively paying attention to your thoughts, to your emotions, to your desires, your your wishes for other people. It really is so vital that we understand that every thought that we put out is emitting a frequency. And it's either raising the collective frequency or at the lowering of it. How freaking powerful we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What are you um, sensing for the collective? Because we talked about what individuals have to do. And when we get a bunch of these individuals doing this thing, mm-hmm. what are you observing? What are you hearing? This is where we're headed in the next 20 years, 20 years, 30 years. Right. Well, I did a channeling in 2018. And at that point, um, I think it was June 2018, they said that there are more higher vibrational beings. There's 50, 50% plus one. That additional soul had been born on the planet that was uh, here to facilitate the light. And so the balance had changed in that there were more beings of light on the planet 
uh, that were actively plugged into their light. And so what has been occurring is since that time, there has been more of a, um, I'm going to call it um, a soul uh, turning on, a soul um, tr triggering, but in a positive way. Uh, more people are waking up. And it's because the balance of vibration is tilted more towards uh, the light right now, but it's on purpose. And the more that we see people making choices that are raising their vibration, that are in alignment with divine truth, that are in alignment with divine wisdom and divine love and healing, that are uh, from divine compassion uh, for ourselves and others, the more that the, uh, the balance shifts even more. And what we're doing, and it's interesting because we've been in this state of duality, right? Um, the, uh, the first two paradigms, the uh, matriarchy and patriarchy, were about duality. And we're moving into this divine sacred partnership where duality doesn't exist anymore. And so what's happening is the, the higher vibration is eclipsing the lower vibrations to the point where the light is getting brighter so that the people that are in the dark and the lower vibrations are starting to wake up because they're seeing more of the light around them in people's actions, in people's uh, uh, words, right? And so they're seeing people being kind to one another, standing up for one another, taking care of one another, voting for uh, policies that are for one another. And then people are going, oh, wait a minute, maybe I could do that too. And once that possibility exists for them, maybe I can do that too. Then the door opens to allow them to then do that too. And so the more light that's there gives the folks the opportunity to wake up. And so what we're going to see eventually over the next uh, 5, 10, 20 years is more and more and more and more people waking up. And as more and more people wake up, what happens is it becomes commonplace for us to think of the other as valid and important and worthy and valuable. And so I see all of the systems changing as far as governmental policies, uh, religious policies and, and beliefs, um, uh, non-religious like standard societal uh, paradigms and structures changing to accommodate the idea that all beings, including the planet, uh, are important and valuable. And so I do legitimately see that happening but it's not going to be overnight and it's not going to be without some, I don't want to use the word warfare because I know that was used in the, in the Bible, but it's more our own internal, internal warfare with our own thoughts and emotions. And am I going to be integrous enough with what I believe to then stand up for that outside of me? And so when we do that, what will happen is then other people are saying, well, maybe I could do that too. And it becomes this um, 
rolling apparatus of more and more people seeing possibilities that they can do good as well. And then more possibilities of maybe we can change. Maybe we can value everyone. Maybe we can save the planet. And once that happens, the new creativity comes in in ways that we can facilitate those changes. Because if there's more people believing we can't, there's no door open to the ability to make it so. And so once we believe that we can, then the door's open so that we can make it so. Yes, I, I love what you're saying. And Ron, thank you for your sweet comments. Um, you know, Tamil and I both, we have to do the work that we do because it has transformed us. So I know you're saying thank you, but we cannot not do what we do. <laughs> Just like you, Tamla, uh, I, I too see that that should have happened. It's, it's no different than the sunrise. When the sun begins to rise, little by little by little, we see more light. Little by little by little. It is a process. We have maybe a couple more lifetimes of a lot of density still on the planet where it's accepted um, that we have laws and regulations that are so oppressive. You know, we have corporations that put profits over people. A lot of that is going to take time because it has momentum right. to, to little by little shift. But it is moving in the direction of the collective empowerment and the collective uprising into a higher degree of integrity, as you were saying, because once we begin to taste our oneness, you cannot want one person to have polluted water because you know eventually that polluted water is going to evaporate and you're going to end up drinking at some point. You're not going to want somebody to have polluted air because that polluted air is going to be shared. And when we get really clear about that oneness, about that circulation of, of all this that is moving, we are not going to want for another what we wouldn't want for ourselves. This is a basic teaching to kind of go back to that Christ consciousness. Do unto others as you would like for them to do unto you. That teaching is foundational yeah. to awakening. And we might say that. A lot of Christian people say that. But they're so willing to create laws that hurt and, and um, make decisions that marginalized people and that is one of the things that is going to be shifting is our unwillingness to do anything that hurts a brother or a sister because we are one brotherhood one sisterhood we are one family and that is what's so exciting about each individual person waking up is we begin to realize that collective um, oneness that we are Share with our people who can you find you because I'm going to, I know I've got one of your websites here. I'm going to put it online. So talk about that one, your own soul.com. What, what are people going to find you? Sure. Well, that is my website and um, there's lots of information there. There's, um, you know, you can uh, purchase crystals. You can uh, do sessions, private one-on-one -on -one sessions there. There's also my membership group called Your Empowerment Posse. So you'll be able to find that on the main page as well. 
And that's a monthly membership where uh, we do lots of empowerment work. There's also uh, my Facebook group, uh, Your Empowerment Party. So that's a free group where I do um, um, card readings and um, channelings around uh, what is going to be most supportive for our empowerment for this particular month. And then each week we go through that uh, and say, okay, what is going to support us this week as we're dealing with moving through processing the particular energies that are up for this month. And, and that's a Facebook group. People can find that through Facebook. Yes, your empowerment party. Okay. And so um, there are tons and tons of classes on my teaching platform. Um, if you're interested in finding out more, you can uh, you can email me at info at your own soul.com. But really the membership is the best um, intro into um, the empowerment process because there is lots of information that is on the teaching platform. We do recordings and classes, Q&A classes every month. Um, there is uh, six months of classes that are already on there that everyone gets access to, uh, plus uh, lots of other things and you get discounts. And it's really affordable um, so that people can uh, can join and get that consistent empowerment uh, support that they need if they can't afford the one-on-one -on -one sessions yet. And you also, I'm going to post on your YouTube channel. Yes. So I've started doing some little 10-minute uh, teaching um, classes, if you will, little videos uh, on my YouTube channel to just kind of put out some information, a short easy to um, ingest for people to kind of get them thinking about different things. Um, there's information on angels. There's information on um, emotional and mental balance. It's what to do when you mess up. Uh, there's all kinds of little videos in there that you can enjoy. And you can check that out at my YouTube channel at your Tamala, your empowerment partner. Oh, how cool. Um, and then make, let's make sure that you put all of those um, links inside of the, the our Facebook post. Okay. So that you can get to that, you know, you'll be able to catch this. But as always, I just love this conversation with you. It is just so much fun. Um, I'll tell you, one of the coolest things about moving through this journey and connecting with other people like you who have on your own transformation and then are willing to share it with others. I don't know a single person who goes as deep as we have that doesn't feel like sharing. So thank you. You know, I know you cannot not share. <laughs> but you do it so beautifully and you do it so lovingly and you do it so generously. So thank you so much for, for participating in that. And um, so let me announce next week I've got one for me. I'm going to interview. His name is Dawa Tarpin Philippe. And it's going to be a lot of fun because I actually don't know him. He was recommended to me by another one of my um, colleagues. And it should be a really fascinating uh, conversation because he's going to share about how he is helping to shift the world um, in, in helping people become more conscious. So, Tamla, thank you so much for being here. 
And I'm going to uh, bring people to my website, to lifeolando.com. We've got a, a workshop coming up in end of February, which is in 2020. It's called The Power of Awareness. It's going to be a, uh, The Power of Awareness is a retreat where I help people understand that we all have two voices in our head. We've got the voice of love, the voice of fear, the voice of God, the voice of evil. And understanding how to choose between the two is, is the work that I know I'm going to do. So thank you all for participating in this conversation. Thank you for being in the right light. And I look forward to continuing to follow you because you're out in my sisters. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate all the work that you do to bring the light into the world because we need it so much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Love you, sister.